Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Let's talk about the new work, Haunted Healthcare. The key is medical professionals and patients sharing their encounters with the paranormal. How did you go about finding these people? It's not at all that that difficult. Um, The folks that uh, I do conventions, of course, and give talks and so forth, and uh, when people learn that I'm a paramedic, they'll generally, if they have a ghost story, it will segue into something that relates to a hospital or a, a medical experience. And I've noticed over the years... Hospitals and um, psychiatric facilities, in the old days, of course, they called them insane asylums, uh, seem to have far more than their fair share of of paranormal activity associated with them. So people would just bring me these stories, and and it continues to happen. Do you know Sarah Grace, by any chance? She's a a psychic paramedic. Uh, She was on the program Monday night with us. And I've heard of Sarah, but I don't know her personally. But uh, if she's a paramedic, she's all right in my book. Yeah, it's, it's you know, you first responders are the best. I got to tell you, you truly are. Well, you know, and one of one of my favorite, I, I must say, George, one of my favorite things about America, which is my home, and it's been very good for me. I'm now a citizen and very proud to be one. Um, is that the tradition of volunteerism here in the United States? Um, I respect for anybody that wears the uniform and serves. But um, it's amazing how many people in these communities are willing to do a, a job doing something entirely different. And then at night, they'll go lace up their boots and they'll run into a burning building or take care of a sick person. So I, I love that about this country. What is your favorite haunted hospital? Probably would have to, no, not even probably. It would have to be the old Tooele Valley Hospital in uh, Utah, right outside Salt Lake. Um, it's no longer a hospital, but it has the same structure, of course. It's, it's like it, a Halloween haunted place now, isn't it? It is. It's a full contact Halloween haunted house. So they took this old hospital and the place closed down um, early 2000. And uh, they just left everything when they moved out. They didn't take the beds. They didn't take the x-ray machines. They didn't empty the shops containers, which would contain the needle. I mean, they le- they left pretty much everything in place. And so uh, the people that bought it turned it into a combination community center and full contact haunted house attraction. Just so happens when people go through on Halloween, uh, some of them know and some of them don't that the place genuinely is haunted. What happened a long time ago to make it so haunted? Well, I, I don't think it's necessarily a long time ago. I think most hospitals have their ghosts. Certainly everyone I've, I've ever been in has got a ghost story or two associated with it. Um, This one also had, until just a year ago, um, a senior citizen's retirement facility on the back end of it, an assisted living slash skilled nursing facility. So um, you had people that were living actively in half the building. The other half was abandoned. And right next door is the town cemetery, which almost sounds too perfect to be true. Well, that's true. (laughs) Interesting take. Did, uh, Did you have some stories you could share with us about that area? You know, I did. I, I've uh, in 24 years of doing this until I went to uh, the location is now called Asylum 49. Until I went there, I'd never seen a full-bodied apparition. But uh, that that is the first and to this point only time uh, I believe, at least, I've seen one. And uh, I was going through the haunt on Halloween night. Which how how perfect could that be? Exactly. And I decided that we were going to. After midnight, when the customers had left and the place closed down, we would be locked in until dawn. But before that, I wanted to experience what the guests, the customers experienced. So 
I went through on my own. And, uh, you know, even knowing where some of the, the monsters, the zombies and so forth were, I still got more than a few scares. I got my heart rate up. It was very entertaining. And uh, I saw this little girl dressed. I would describe her as looking kind of like Goldilocks, you know, or maybe Little Red Riding Hood mm-hmm. on the red cape. Hmm. And she was quite happily, based on her expression, pulling this lady into one of the side rooms. And I thought, wow, she's awful young um, to be on the volunteer staff here because the place is staffed by uh, young people that range from, you know, nine or 10 years old to um, in their 20s. And uh, it's a great place in the community for them to go. Anyway, I thought nothing of it until I got out at the end and mentioned to the owners. And I said, hey, guys, you know, the, the, the blonde girl was awfully young, wasn't she? I'm surprised she didn't get hurt with some of the people stampeding through here. And they looked at one another and said, uh, we, we don't have anybody that young. In here. Oh, geez. Uh, we think you saw Sarah. And, and they've all seen me, Sarah, haven't they? Many of them have, and, and uh, it's kind of interesting, too. A number of people have written to me and, and said, as customers going through, they've seen the same girl in there. Um, and it seems that when the haunt's in full swing, and by haunt I mean the attraction, the energy of all those people coming through, whose only goal is to get scared in a safe, healthy environment, seems to fuel the activity. Um, for eight or nine months of the year, the place is not that active. But then you get to September, October, November, when the the haunt is in full swing, and things just explode. It's terrific. Why does it seem, Richard, that children hauntings or spirits of children seem to be the scariest of almost any ghost? I don't know why, but they just seem strange. Well, you know, Hollywood hasn't helped, has it? No, that's true. (laughs) I love a good ghost story as much as anybody else, so don't get me wrong. But um, Hollywood definitely has, has kind of got the, um, the ownership of the creepy child ghost story down. It doesn't take that much makeup to make a, a child scary. You know, you watch those kind of movies and you see the adult ghosts and some are creepy, some are not that much. But there's something about the kids, the way they move, the way that they, that they are, that you're absolutely right. And I think that as a paranormal investigator, you hear stories of children um, who seem to be haunting a place. And you're instantly just kind of on edge. You are. And then, you know, the saying Hollywood knows how to play it up, too, with the right kind of music and the sounds, you know, you know, just, you know, nah, 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 nah. I mean, it's just creepy, isn't it? Well, that's their job. I mean, why pay good money to go see a, that kind of movie if you're not going to be entertained and scared? Well, that's true. Who would you say has the more of the paranormal experiences, the nurses, doctors, the paramedics, the patients, who, who comes across them more? Hands down the nurses, no question at all. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's because number one, nurses have more prolonged patient care. Doctors, uh, and of course, I'm, I have nothing but total respect for both professions, but doctors are, are kind of very busy. They're bustling around, you know, seeing a whole lot of patients. They're in, they're nurses, out, they're in, they're out. They can be. Nurses, although they do also have quite the, the load on their plate to deal with, um, nurses are more likely to spend extended time with individuals. And I think they form attachments. They become fond of their patients. And I think that plays a role in it. But, uh, yeah, by far the nurses, by an order of magnitude, I would say, George. What did some of the nurses tell you about some of their experiences? Well, a, a surprisingly common one, because I like to look at the commonalities, a surprisingly common one would be that when a patient passed away in a specific 
room, let's say a specific hospital room, um, afterwards they would hear the call button being pressed or they would they would hear the sound of footsteps moving around in there when they knew beyond all shadow of a doubt that this room was empty. Jeez. And I talked to one nurse who, they had a room that had a reputation for it, always at a certain time of the morning, usually two o'clock in the morning. They would dread getting the, the help button pressed from a room everyone knew was empty. And the nurses would only go in pairs to go check on the room and reset the, the call button. And this was, of course, after the electricians had checked the wiring and replaced the components and declared that there was nothing wrong with the alarm system. Did you ever have any nurses, Richard, to tell you that they were petrified, scared by some of these things? Not too many. And I think it's because nurses are, in order to do that job, you have to have quite the spider. You know, you have to have the backbone. Um, Got to be tough. Not, you do. I mean, it's a job that takes a toll on you as a, as a human being. So they're professional. Um, they're some of my favorite people in the world are nurses. And so... I almost would rather get on the bad side of a, of a spirit than I would a nurse. <laughs> well, like you say, nurses are there all the time. It, they are. They are. It, they are the NCOs, aren't they? Of the um, of the medical world, and they really no disrespect to doctors, but they really make things happen. Did they ever talk about witnessing somebody dying, and then maybe seeing the ectoplasm leave or anything like that? You know, a number of nurses talked to me about the fact that they'd seen some kind of light leaving the human body after death. Um, and it's something that, that they would talk about amongst themselves, or at least amongst colleagues that they trusted, which was not everybody. Um, but they, they often described seeing a light, a kind of globe of light that would seem to leave the body, uh, rise upwards and then disappear. I encountered that a number of times interviewing nurses. Why are hospitals and asylums seemingly the most haunted? My theory on that is that if you look at what causes a haunting, generally speaking, obviously it's all down to energy, isn't it, George? Um, and you, you tend to find very positive and very negative emotions um, are, are predominant in places where you get haunting. So if you look at what a hospital is, it is all of human life, all of human drama played out on a very small stage. In other words, you have people dying, um, whether it's in the emergency room or up on the floor. You have new babies being born, new families being made. You know, you have people being given the best and the worst news. Yep, you have happiness, sadness, all at the same yeah. time. The entire gamut. And, and if you look at the amount of energy, emotionally speaking, that that must create, you know, I believe that that leaves a scar, a psychic scar, for want of a better term. I'm sure there is a better term, but certainly a residue, which is reflected in the paranormal activity people experience afterwards. And you know, something else that I found very encouraging was that um, medicine in general, but especially nursing, is, is it's a it's a calling. You won't hear that many nurses refer to it as a job. You know, it's a, they feel that they were called to do this, and. Um, I, I, I ran into quite a lot of accounts of phantom nurses, nurses that appeared to be still doing the job long after they passed on. What? They're, they're still hanging around the hospital? Well, or dropping back in. Um, I, I'm not sure. We've got this, this conception, don't we, that, that spirits just hang around waiting for something to happen, I think. I, I suspect some of them come and go, that they're not you know, in residence all the time, that they might go wherever it is that, whatever awaits us after this life and then drop on back when it suits them. Um, there was a good example in a, a historic London hospital, for example, of a nurse who, very tragic story, 
she had been in charge of her own fiance and had accidentally overdosed him oh. on morphine and he died. And, and, you, um, and you're sure it was accidental, right? They're absolutely sure because she was heartbroken and destroyed her, emotionally speaking. And um, after her death, she would come back. And what's interesting is nurses would say she was only ever seen when pain medications were about to be administered, almost as if there was a warning, you know, hey, make sure you double check mm -hmm. the correct dose of this medication. Don't let what happened to me happen yeah, to you. Don't make the same mistake I made. Mm -hmm. But they all have this sense of duty is what I've seen with nurses, George. And I love the fact that they seem, that seems to apply after they leave the physical body. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.